One of the fragments, as composer Derek Johnson calls them in this piece, we heard star music in the liner notes. He says, how it thinks to look at the stars, interrupted by how it feels. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is one of my favorite shows each year when we get a chance to reach into the mailbag, pull out a lot of the CDs that people are always sending to us, and feature some of the music that uh, that we really that appeals to us. It's a great opportunity to spotlight some composers that maybe are, are not as well-known as others, but certainly deserve to be heard. And I think Derek Johnson is absolutely a, uh, a young voice that deserves to be heard. He's from Boulder, Colorado. He got a degree at Columbia College here in Chicago, and then went on to grad school at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. He's performed with all kinds of people, from Steve Reich to the Bang on a Can All-Stars, Bill Frisell, Philip Glass, Glenn Kachi of Wilco, and he's done a lot of work as an electric guitarist. But he's a very accomplished composer, as we heard. This particular CD that I'm featuring is called Flux Flummoxed, New American Music for Violin and Piano. It features Benjamin Sung on violin and G.A. Chang on piano. Let's have a listen to a little bit more of these fragments. Uh, they're broken down into movements called motto, motto one through five. Motto one was, of course, star music. Motto two is called A Song of Sorts. It's based on text by poet William Carlos Williams. The text is, Let snake wait under his weed, and the writing be of words, slow and quick, sharp to strike, quiet to wait, sleepless. Let's have a listen again. This is Benjamin Sung, violin, and G.A. Chang, piano.
From Fragments by composer Derek Johnson, we heard Motto 2, A Song of Sorts, Without Words, for Violin and Piano. That was Benjamin Sung on Violin and G.A. Chang on Piano. We are listening to CDs that are sent in to Relevant Tones. These are not necessarily new releases. They might be older CDs, but they are all things that were sent specifically to us. And so all you composers and performers out there, we do listen to the CDs, and uh, we love to feature as much as we can. So please continue to send them out. The next CD I want to feature is by composer Elizabeth Brown. She's a composer I had not heard of before, but it's a fantastic CD. I was really struck by her sound world. She uses a lot of invented instruments uh, by Harry Parch, who was the famous composer who, who made his own instruments, one of the first to do that. Um, Dean Drummond, who took over the Harry Parch Foundation later, is on this CD. Also, uh, she has a, a sound world that's uniquely her own. The track that I really want to feature is called Stroll Garden, and it's from a larger piece called Shinshofuke, or An Imagined Landscape. It's for Japanese Traditional Instrument Orchestra, which is really unusual because this particular traditional orchestra was only used in imperial court music, the so-called gagaku music. Um, and it had a very specific ritualistic function. Um, but here she's just attracted to the sounds. In fact, I was reading about her that uh, in the 90s, she was at a Bang on a Can marathon, and she heard the shakuhachi, which is like a ritual bamboo flute in Japan for the first time. She was really taken by it. She was a young composer at the time, and so she went to Japan to, to study at the source. And here she's taken all of those experiences and put it into this piece. So she's reimagining the Japanese traditional orchestra um, and her own experiences in Japan. Let's have a listen. This is Tokyo-based Pro Musica Nipponia performing, and the conductor is Yasushi Inada.
Oh, I hope you can hear why I was taken by that piece right away. So beautiful. Stroll Garden by Elizabeth Brown. She's writing there for the Japanese Traditional Instrument Orchestra and doing a great job of it, I think. And you know you know that you're doing well as a Western composer dabbling in an Eastern indigenous musical tradition when you're getting performers from that tradition to play the music. They must believe in you. We heard the Pro Musica Nipponia, based in Tokyo, performing there with Yasushi Inada, conductor. Well, in addition to shining a spotlight on composers that you may not have heard of before, I think the fun thing about reaching into the mailbag and pulling out CDs is there's no real stylistic direction to this show. We can jump all over the place. And so we're going to go in a very different direction here with a setting of the poem Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. This is composer Graham Reynolds. He is an Austin-based composer. He writes in every conceivable genre from jazz to rock to classical. He's worked with the Austin Ballet. I mean, he's done remixes, everything under the sun. He's a very talented guy. And uh, I think even though he does so many different things, he's established a very unique voice. And that's, that's a difficult thing to do. The CD is called New People. It is the Charoscuro Trio, which is voice, viola, and piano. It's an interesting combination, and so there's not a lot of repertoire for them, and so a lot of these pieces have been written, especially for them, and this is actually a world premiere recording. Let's have a listen to Jabberwocky by Graham Reynolds. This is Elizabeth Petulo, voice, Aurelian Petulo, viola, and Yuko Kato, piano. Gimble in the way. 
A setting of Lewis Carroll's famous poem, Jabberwocky, by composer Graham Reynolds. We heard Elizabeth Petalot voice, Aurelian Petalot viola, and Yuko Kato on piano. Let's turn now to percussion music. This is a new disc by the Los Angeles Percussion Quartet just out last year. It's called Rupa Kanda. And I want to feature it for many reasons, but I just, you know, the evolution of the percussion quartet, I think, is interesting and worth talking about. It really was started by one composer, John Cage, with his first construction. And, uh, you know, it was definitely an unusual idea at that time to write a piece only for percussion. But it was indicative of his search for new sounds uh, and opening up new sound worlds. And so he would write for the conch shell. <laughs> That's an instrument in the, in the construction. He would write for the lion's roar, where he actually tells the percussionist to poke a hole in the head of the drum and, and run a string through it. Uh, you dip a gong in water. You do all these incredible things. And so the percussion quartet has gone from being this sort of oddball ensemble, I guess, in the 40s and 50s to uh, really coming of age in its own right. And every major city now has a percussion quartet, if not more than one. And that means that lots and lots of composers are writing for percussion quartet. And I think the CD, Rupakanda, does a great job of showcasing several composers who know what they're doing. I want to play a little bit of a piece by Joseph Pereira, who is himself a percussionist. He was a timpanist in the New York Philharmonic for many years, and then appointed principal timpanist by Esafeka Salon in, out in L.A. The piece is called Repousse, and we're going to have a listen to the last two movements, Movement 3, Impasto, and Movement 4, Monochrome. This is the Los Angeles Percussion Quartet performing.
Two movements from a piece called Repousse by percussionist and composer Joseph Pereira. We heard Impasto and Monochrome. That was the Los Angeles Percussion Quartet performing on a disc called Rupaconda, New Percussion Music, by West Coast Maverick composers. Really a, a nice addition, I think, to the percussion repertoire. Those pieces have been written for them. Well, this next CD is the kind of thing that just begs for airplay, <laughs> frankly. It's, uh, it's, it's called the $100 Guitar Project, and I'm just looking at it right now. All the guitarists who played on it have signed the guitar. Um, the guitar does not have any kind of maker model on it. I don't think even the people who made the CD know what it is. Uh, I'm going to read just briefly from the liner notes here by Chuck O'Meara, one of the producers, in addition to Nick Didkowski. Chuck says, In the fall of 2010, I found the guitar online, showed it to Nick, and out came the question, wouldn't it be great if we bought it and passed it around among our guitar player friends? Each one could record a track, and we could put it out as a CD. And then we laughed. Then we bought the guitar, and it became reality. And apparently they invited a few guitarists at first. Word got out. And uh, before long, they were shipping this guitar to uh, guitarists all over the country and even into Belgium. So it really got around. The only rules were that you could not permanently alter the guitar or the sound of the guitar. You could tune it, detune it in any way that you wanted to. You could play with other instruments. Um, you had to write your own piece for it. And you also had to, of course, you know, have uh, the recording capabilities to record yourself playing at a very high production level, so it would be suitable for a commercial release. The tracks are, are amazing. There's so many of them. It's actually ballooned up into a double album, and uh, dozens of styles, everything from avant-garde to rock to blues, so it was hard to narrow it down, but I did find two that I especially liked, one by composer-guitarist David Starobin, called Versus Bas de Gam, or Cheap Lullaby, and the other one by Larry Polanski, who I hadn't heard of before, but I love this piece, Duchess Bridge. Let's have a listen to these two pieces off of the CD, $100 Guitar Project. Thank you. 
here are two pieces from a new album called $100 Guitar Project, in which two guitarists bought a guitar of unknown make and model for $100 off of the internet and then passed it around to other guitarists and composer friends around the country and even in Belgium and had them contribute tracks to the CD. Actually, it bloomed up into a double CD. So really quite a lot of very imaginative pieces. We heard Versus Bas de Gam or Cheap Lullaby by David Starobin. And then we heard Duchess Bridge by Larry Polanski. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. On today's show, I'm reaching deep into our mailbag and featuring CDs by composers and performers who have taken the time to mail their music to me. You can find out more about Relevant Tones on our Facebook page or online at relevanttones.com. Playing CDs today on the show from composers who mailed their music in, and it's a really great opportunity to showcase a lot of different styles. I can I can jump wildly from one style to another, from one country to another, and uh, this next thing I think will be no uh, exception to that. It's by a composer from Brazil. This is Gilberto Mendes. This CD was put out on a label by Sesqui, which is the Servicio Social do Comercio, or the Social Service of Commerce in Brazil. It's a nonprofit institution that acts throughout Brazil with the purpose of promoting culture and good living amongst their workers and traders and their families. It first came to my attention when I did a show on visual artist Denise Milan, and uh, she had worked with Sesqui and had hired several composers to convert her, her artwork basically into an opera. And uh, so we got to know them pretty well, and they sent a lot of CDs over, and wow, what a fascinating array of music coming out of Brazil right now. It was really hard to narrow it down and pick a piece, but I, I love this composer, Gilberto Mendes, and this piece especially, Una Fo, Una Fala. Uh, it's just an, an incredible piece of music, especially if you listen to other pieces by him that sound kind of like Webern or a little pointillistic, expressionistic in nature. And this piece is just upbeat, rhythmic fun. Sounds a little bit like Kurt Weill, maybe, without quite the, the sarcastic bite to it. Let's have a listen. This is Umafo Umafala by Gilberto Mendez. The poem is by Augusto de Campos. We're going to hear Ensemble Musica Nova. It is a mixed ensemble with several voices. There's a small choir singing along. Thank you. 
Uma Fos Uma Fala by composer Gilberto Mendes from Brazil. I said right before we listened to that that I was struck on the CD by the fact that, that it, the pieces were in such different styles. I just want to show you a little bit of what I'm talking about because it really is amazing that one composer could have such a stylistic range. Now, I grant you that these are, are separated by quite a few years. The piece we just heard is from 1993, but nonetheless, it's still quite striking. Let's have a listen to about a minute of Cavallo Azul or The Blue Horse. Again, this is the same composer, Gilberto Mendes. Just a little bit there of Cavallo Azul, a piece from 1961 by the same composer, Gilberto Mendez, who we heard in Uma Fo, Uma Fala. Wow, what a difference, huh? What a difference 30 years makes. Unbelievable that's the same composer. That's that pointillistic, atonal, um, very complex style that was popular at that time. So here's a composer with an incredible stylistic range. Wonderful disc from Sesky in Brazil, the music of Gilberto Mendez. Goes from 1961 all the way almost to the present, 2009. Next, I want to feature a piece of music for Piano and Toy Piano by Andy Kozar. This is Andy playing the piano and the toy piano. It's a wonderful piece called Invisibility Interlude. Let's have a listen. Thank you. 
Beautiful music by Andy Kozar. We heard Invisibility Interlude for piano and toy piano. He was playing on both instruments. I like, uh, especially when there's unisons in the two or when one of the instruments completes a phrase that the other one began. I, I think it's just so interesting to hear the, the difference in the sound quality there and the timbre. Really interesting piece. Great disc on analog arts. Let's have a listen to a movement from a string trio by Uzbekistani composer Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky. This is on a disc called Eastern Approaches, music from former Soviet republics. I had not heard of any of these three composers, but it's a fantastic disc. Again, very hard to narrow it down to what you're going to play. But this piece called Chang Music 3 for String Trio just displays such a fascinating use of color, of sound. Uh, it says in the liner notes that he's often trying to evoke the Chang, a native instrument from Uzbekistan that resembles a kind of hammered dulcimer. Eyes, uh, borrowing techniques and sonorities associated with it. You're going to hear some drones in the cello, very long, long drone passages that are very reminiscent of that region. But you're also going to hear references to Western classical music too, especially Bartok, uh, Schnitke, and Shostakovich, I think. Let's have a listen to Movement 2, Chang Music 3 for String Trio by Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky.
It was a Xenia ensemble and a very interesting disc called Eastern Approaches, music from former Soviet republics. We heard from Uzbekistani composer Dmitry Yanov Yanovsky, his Chang Music 3 for String Trio, movement number two. What wonderful music, uh, such a, an amalgamation of different styles and sounds there, and uh, somebody I would not have heard of if they had not sent the CD to us, so thank you so much for that. Let's turn from Uzbekistan to Switzerland. Again, the fun of a CD grab bag program like this is that we can just fly all over the globe. This CD is Concertos by composer Martin Schlumpf. This concerto that I want to feature is for solo cello, trumpet obligato, string orchestra, and computer, by which he means pre-programmed sounds that are going to be played through a laptop. We're going to listen to movements one and two of this concerto. This is the Moravian Philharmonic Orchestra with Petr Vronsky conducting, Petr Nuzovsky cello, and Marek Vajo trumpet. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
have to fade that down because movement two goes right into movement three, but we heard movements one and two of the concerto for solo cello, trumpet obligato, string orchestra, and computer by Swiss composer Martin Schlumpf. And what a what an amazing mind he has. I, I was really struck by his music when I listened to that CD. Again, I hadn't heard of him before um, getting the CD in the mail, and uh, he has no shortage of ideas, that's for sure. Really interesting, very colorful music, and a divergent wealth of, of styles that he's quoting in those pieces. Again, it was the Moravian Philharmonic Orchestra, Petr Vronsky conducting, Petr Nuzovsky cello, and Marek Vajo trumpet. I've been playing CDs that I got in the mail today. Composers and performers send us CDs all the time, and it's a really wonderful thing that they do, and I just want to make sure that you keep doing it. So please do send me your CDs, because I do listen, and a very substantial number of those pieces make it to air. Thank you, and keep them coming. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT, with special thanks to Seth Kelly and Jonas Kramer. For more information about the program and the artists we've featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, DePaul University, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. I'm Seth Bostead, and thanks for listening.